you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's happening? Welcome inside our show. It's called Good Morning Football. We are so glad you're here. We are also presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Oh, yeah. Live in New York City, Tuesday, Election Day, November 7th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt. And out. Peter Schrager. And a six-time Pro Bowler, Gerald McCoy. What to up? My left. How are we doing? Oh, hello. Hey, listen. Okay, ooh, so ooh. Um, I have a little confession. Go on. A lot of people didn't know this. Um, I am actually the third triplet of the McCordys. Oh! <laughs> hey, listen, they were so dominant, and mm. you know they were just such great kids that I just, you know, I did, I didn't like fit in with them. Sure. Yeah. So, you know what? It's still gonna be my family. Yeah. But I like to stand apart, so I changed my last name. Okay. McCordy yeah. to McCoy. It's close. Yes. You see how? You see? I, I got fits. you. I fit. And then I say, you know what? I'm just going to keep growing. I'm not going to stop, and I'm going to keep growing my hair. So, you know, everybody knows the secret's out. All right, that's cool. Let everybody know. You feel good? They probably didn't want to say, but You're I had right. to say. So You had to that, come on here and tell the I truth. I had to come in and fill in, you know, pick up the pieces per usual. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, so oh, there we go. I Gerald McCourty. Gerald yes. Good. Yes. Jason just admitted to us yesterday in Germany that he had put his two weeks notice in because he's going to go call yeah. handball games in Germany. So this chair was open anyways. I'm just that's what I do. I feel unbelievable. No. Yeah, pick up Shout out to Mrs. McCourty. All three of you guys there. <laughs> right? I know. That's a good woman. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. This is such a joy. Uh, you're here with us for a couple days, right? Yes. All right. Absolutely. Hang out. Here we go. Uh, there was a game last night. Time to leave. Yeah. Home. You want to go to North Jersey? Should yeah. we do it? Let's, Let's do it. go. Peter, did you Jet go? Jet life. Chargers D-line. 
had a day. So did everybody in the secondary. They did not give up a touchdown and a road game nationally televised 27 to whatever. The Chargers get to 500. The Jets, unfortunately, get to 500. Why don't we hear from both coaches after a very lopsided Monday nighter? From the first whistle to the last one, I thought we competed. Thought you did the we did the things that good defenses do. You know, I thought we were physical tonight. Um, you know, we did a really good job against the run run game. I thought we rushed the passer. Um, we limited the explosions in the deep part of the field, and we were really good in the red zone. So um, it was a team win. It was a uh, a lot of self inflicted wounds. Uh, felt like anytime we got momentum going, we just shot ourselves in the foot uh, with penalties, turnovers, and uh, um, this wasn't good enough. One of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No. I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game, but uh, uh, it's, I think the entire offense, obviously we all could have been better. Well, when you start the scoreboard with an 87-yard punt return, it's a little hard to come back from that emotionally. The Chargers dominated the Jets last night at MetLife. Things we learned, Peter, from Monday Night Football. It's actually all set up for a really awesome Jets evening because yeah. the day before, the Dolphins lost to start the day, then the Bills lost to end mm. the day, and the Patriots lost right in the middle there to a, a non-conference opponent. So the Jets got everything they needed in the AFC East. There's even like whispers of, well, we still play the Dolphins twice, and if we can win this one, then yeah. we're kind of in position, and maybe we're hosting a playoff game. Awesome. Uh, it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Even on a, it was like a beautiful night in November. It shouldn't have been this beautiful and this late in the season. It was awful. The Jets' offense could not get out of its own way. And Zach Wilson will take the brunt of the blame tonight, and that's fine. He wasn't good. Um, but when he's not good, you need other people to step up. Uh, Garrett Wilson fumble costly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Vaccaro has been writing for the New York Post forever and is awesome. He says this about Alan Lazard. Uh, epic fail of a night from Lazard, who wasn't quite sure whether he wanted to collect more drops or more costly penalties. Oh. Um, Lazard's a huge signing for them. Lazard had three holding penalties. Lazard dropped multiple balls. Brees Hall on a pitch drops the ball. The offensive line didn't come up. So today's going to be the day to pile on Zach Wilson, to pile on Nathaniel Hackett, and rightfully so. But Wilson's not good enough to overcome that. So you're not a playoff team. You're not a contender. Last night was everything was lined up for the Jets to make a little run here. Three straight wins. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Good weather. Great home crowd. And it wasn't ever even a contest. Mm. So Jets fans this morning, I hate to be so morbid and so uh, so down and morose, but go to Vegas and like a week ago, I'd have been like, all right, Chargers, you could beat them. They, the Raiders looked inspired. The Raiders mm-hmm. looked awesome. The Raiders are playing at a different level. I don't see how this Jets offense can win many games. And um, they were pretty fortunate to beat the Giants in the rain mm. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to talk about the obvious. I want to. I want to talk about something a little different. Go on, okay. please. Do. A few weeks ago, um, I was asked a question about like the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Sure. You know, and I I took a lot of heat for you know a few people. Okay. Brock Purdy being one. Well, anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> uh, but I said Justin Herbert is not elite. Okay. And a lot of people kill me. Like, oh, how is he not elite? And I said, there's a difference in elite talent and playing elite. Uh-huh. And last night against Jets, who they have a, a good defense. Pretty good defense, yeah. you know. But in a night where the score was lopsided, this yep. is what your elite quarterback had. Okay. 16 of 30, 
136 yards and no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's, well, Gerald, this is an anomaly. You know, it happens. That's his career low. All right. I got another, a couple more stats. Keep going, Gerald. Justin Herbert, he's 8 and 7 career record in primetime games. Okay. Elite, man. Justin Herbert is 6 and 9 versus teams that made the playoffs in 2021 and 2022. Is that elite? Mm. No. Okay. Keep going. Justin Herbert is 9 and 11 career versus AFC West. Opponents. 9-11. 9-11. And he's 2-5 and five versus Chiefs. Okay, so he's 2-5 and five versus Chiefs. 3-3 three and three versus the Broncos, mm-hmm. who have been not very good for a long time. And he's 4-3 and three versus the Raiders. Mm-hmm. In order to be elite, first off, you have to dominate your division. Has he done that? No. Mm-hmm. No. Is he dominating his conference? No. Mm-hmm. Last night was more of what I've been saying about Justin Herbert. He has elite talent, but is he an elite quarterback? No. Mm. And I think we have to start being a little more honest and stop blessing people because they have phenomenal rookie years or because they have great talent. I'm not trying to pile it on. They won by 21 points. Today's the day you want to go at Justin Herbert? Yeah, yeah, I do, because it was a primetime game, and... I mean, when a team is struggling like that and you get that many possessions and you put up 136 yards, I mean, you can say what you want, but uh, I feel how I feel. I feel how I feel, and I'm standing on it. You know, I'm, I'm I said what I said type person. Understood. Is there anything, is there anything personal going on here? This it's, not the, it's not the personal. It's just I don't like being attacked for being right. Sure. So, okay. Um, Peter, to, to spin it a little bit, those 27 points, like, obviously none of them came directly at the hands of Herbert. It wasn't like it was a three-touchdown day. Um, so that's one way to look at it. And the Jets' defense played them pretty tough to hold the team yeah, sub yeah, 200. Yeah, that's, that's cool, but, I mean. How about the Jets' defense? Are they elite? The Jets defense is elite. Okay. I will give him that because without them, they, you know, will be looking at Caleb Williams right now. Mm-hmm. So, well, see, we come in this morning. We're welcoming you to the show. I figure, like, a dominant night by the Chargers defensive line. Yeah. Gerald, you just play nah. defensive line. He'll talk about that. No. Nope. He'll just annihilate Justin Herbert <laughs> after he wins by three touchdowns. Hey, listen. That's hey, why you're an original thinker, I guess. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm an outside the box. I'm a. Okay. You never see, you know, never let them know your next move. Understand. You know, mm-hmm. a, a D line come out and get that many sacks and yeah. dominate like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Gerald. Defensive guy, defensive lineman, he's going to talk about the D-line. Nope, wrong. All right, right, right. Never let him know your next move. Yeah. As for the Chargers D-line, I got some thoughts on that. <laughs> uh, listen, let me say something positive about the Chargers. The Keenan Allen thing is very, very cool. All right? it's, it's just, I want to just say 10, awesome. 10,000 yards. Peter, I'll put you on the spot. Where do you think his 10,007 receiving yards rank him all time? What number? Where do you think he is? 15. 54. Okay. 54. He passed Eric Molds last oh, night. He's now oh, behind wow. Shannon Sharp. That was an awesome thing. The Chargers have won two in a row. They beat the crap out of the Bears. They beat up the Jets. We'll see what happens with them. As for the Jets, it's fun to watch them because there's drama and there's this, I guess what is now a fairy tale of the Rodgers return. Mm-hmm. And not only was Rodgers there, we saw him in the highlight. Rodgers is throwing. There's no booth. There's no crutches. He's throwing at 50 yards downfield. Everyone's getting all excited. And we go back to what I was saying last week about this fairy tale about him returning only is a viable fairy tale if you can be alive when he's ready to return. I still think he's going to do something insane and want to play this year, but not if you are six games below 500 because you can't throw a forward pass. It was really tough. It was a very disappointing night for Jets fans. Um, You're going against the 31st-ranked pass defense in the league, and you can't really do anything. Lazard, Lyman, fine, it's everybody. Zach Wilson still kind of stinks. He just does. I hate to say that this morning. It's so blunt, but 
if we're going to say he's going to hold down the fort for Rodgers to save this team, I don't I don't know if it's happening. It, it, week to week, we're like, oh, maybe Zach can do it. They won a couple games in a row. And then we see him last night. It's just completely hopeless. The line is terrible. I thought Aikman was on one last yes. night. Mm-hmm. With about two minutes left in the game, he started a monologue about the Jets and started blaming him and started blaming Hackett. And his whole take was, they're a very good team with a bad with a bad offense. So you can't be a very good team. And it's like he was exasperated from it because – Rodgers should be out there, and he's not. He's hurt. It's part of the game, but he ain't coming back unless we can throw a forward pass, and last night I felt like they could. Can I, can I give you a couple numbers? 18 punts the last two weeks, one touchdown from the Jets. Yeah. Um, they've scored, in the last four games, they've scored three touchdowns. All of them came on the first play of possession, which means just like some freak yeah. like home run shot. Uh, last night, third down situation, horrendous every time they got long. And I know we're being so negative on the Jets, just that if you're a playoff contender, six. This, but also they, they were 4-4 four and four going at this game, uh. winners of three straight, so everyone was into it. What do you got? Do you have nobody wonder why they're not even trying to like try somebody else? I understand. I, okay, Listen. I was about to say that. Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna well, let you say. Well, because it's curious that the three wins came. It bumped right up against the trade deadline. Right. Because I wonder if it tricked this team into thinking like, oh, we can handle this. We yeah. got this. Trade deadline comes. They had won three straight. That Giants game does that qualify? Sure, it does. But like that was an awkward game in and of itself. But winners of three straight. Why would you at the trade deadline go out and get a quarterback? Go out and get a Josh Dobbs who was right. clearly Absolutely. available for a team. And now we're past the trade deadline. You have to sleep in the bed that you made. Mm-hmm. And you have this Zach Wilson situation that is kind of back in September where we started with is, what are we doing with this young man? How are we getting this team to the playoffs? Because to the Aaron Rodgers point, the elephant in the room is just get him there. Right. Get him to January. Stay alive. I really think those three wins couldn't have come at a worse time for the decision makers for the Jets because mm-hmm. they thought they had somebody. Yeah. And what we saw last night, I think, is more to the truth of what Zach Wilson is, the quarterback. They didn't bring anybody. And like you start to do the thing where you're like, who the hell else is on this team? Who can play? Yes. It's Trevor Simeon who's on the practice squad. And it's Tim Boyle who has never really done much. They don't have a Colt McCoy type that they would have gone to him already. Mm-hmm. They, they say very strictly, we're rallying around Zach, we're rallying around Zach. I don't think there's someone coming to rescue him. Right. This is going to be the thing. Well, I, I got it. If you're the Jets' defense last night, mm-hmm. you're, you're really good. You're really, you held Justin Herbert to his career low, and you lost by three touchdowns. What starts to happen with the locker room, with the, with the team, when it's like, God, our offense sucks. We could be in the playoffs if we had anything. Um, here's what starts to happen. You just you know where you're at, and now it becomes – a thing you start to look internally. You got to look in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. okay, what type of pride am I going to have? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we pack it in or do I say to me personally, I still love to play this game and I'm still getting paid a lot of money and I'm still going to give it everything I have. And that's that's what they have to decide. Some guys, and I've been in locker rooms where it's like this. Listen, I was in the Bucks era where they wasn't winning. I understand. So um, I've seen some guys where they like, man, like, whatever. I'm out. I, yeah. Like, I'm going to play, but, you know, we ain't got no shot, but mm-hmm. whatever. And then you got some guys, like I was, where I'm like, I don't care about none of that. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. So let's just keep playing and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think they just know, like, who they have at quarterback. And it's like, hey, listen, the defense, this is what they're going to say. I know this. With a dominant defense like this. We just have to start scoring. Mm. We got to well, score on defense. We got to start scoring. Okay. Just to put a bow on what Kyle yeah. brought up, um, and we won't play the sound, but maybe what's keeping them going is the mere possibility that their quarterback will come back because the microphone caught Aaron Rodgers interacting with Derwin James last mm-hmm. night after the game. He said, when are you coming back? And Rodgers said, just give me a couple weeks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey, we're back on Good Morning Football. Tom Pelissero, good morning to you. Uh, news from quarterbacks from around the league that we need to know about this morning. Jamie, let's start with the Cardinals, whose head coach Jonathan Gannon said on Monday that Kyler Murray will return to the lineup and start this week against the Falcons as long as everything goes well this week in practice. Now, my understanding is Murray really physically could have returned a couple of weeks ago, but they wanted to make sure with a new scheme, a new regime, no training camp, that he got the maximum amount of time in practice to sort of simulate camp and get him fully ready to go mentally as well as physically. Murray split the team reps last week with Clayton Toon, who made his first NFL start in that loss to Cleveland. Now it is Kyler's show less than 11 months after suffering that torn ACL, and the new Cardinals regime gets a chance to get a good evaluation on him. Josh Dobbs, of course, started the first eight games this season for the Cardinals, traded on deadline day to the Vikings, made one of the most rare debuts of all time for the Vikings on Sunday in their win over the Falcons. Now, no surprise, Coach Kevin O'Connell says the plan is for Dobbs to start this week 
against the Saints. The Vikings don't have a whole lot of options. Jaron Hall, their rookie who started last week, is in the concussion protocol. Nick Mullins, as of now, is still on injured reserve. They have Sean Mannion on the practice squad. He probably will come up to back up Josh Jobs, who now is in line to become just the second quarterback since 1950 to start for three different teams in a single calendar year. Meanwhile, Vikings superstar wide receiver Justin Jefferson is eligible to have his 21-day practice window open as soon as this week. Jefferson landed on IR four weeks ago because of a hamstring injury. O'Connell said no final decisions yet on when that window might open. Unlikely that Jefferson is going to play this week, but certainly optimism in Minnesota that he'll be back on the field sooner than later. Peter? Thank you, Tom. Optimism in Minnesota is a great way to start this next segment. We do a segment called We In or We Out. We got Gerald McCoy sitting right here. Let's get right into it. We'll All right, start Peter. In Minnesota, where you leave off. Justin Jefferson might not be available this week, but he's coming back. And Josh Dobbs is as well. The Josh Dobbs experience is taking off. Although Dobbs' story is incredible, so is the season the 2023 Vikings are having. They're calling him the Pastronaut because of his astronaut and his NASA background. Pretty cool nickname. And midway through the season, a team that started out 0-3 is now in playoff contention. Here is the statement. Tell me whether you think this is in or out. Midway point of the season, Kevin O'Connell is the 2023 NFL Coach of the Year. Gerald McCoy, we in or we out? No, I'm, not, I'm out on that. Do a thumbs down. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go, baby. I out. Do you have an alternative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I don't have an alternative, but I'm going to say uh, no, he's not. Um, I mean, keeping his team afloat is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, before we were talking about, dang, what happened to the Vikings? Mm-hmm. You know, they won a couple games, and then this happens which is an anomaly and it's incredible but we can't <laughs> go from back to earth if we you can't will, yeah we can't go team. from we can't go from what is going on with the Vikings to oh coach of the year yeah. no that's not how it works so no I'm out yeah. I like it all right go ahead Jeremy. I look at the standings and I'm really trying to find somebody else I can't, I can't. Dan Campbell's up there, but okay. I can't right now. I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in on this. You know the culture and the building that it takes to get your quarterback to arrive? Not a cornerback. A quarterback to arrive four days prior to a game. Not start. Not practice. And then get him in the right mindset and have a communication style that is so copacetic that he uh, understands it and applies it in real time in a game. The culture of your coordinators and your players that you have selected to be on your roster has to be incredible for this all to work out. If Dan Campbell holds on and and wins the NFC North, I could get on board with that. I get it. But if Kevin O'Connell starts the season at 0-3 and is able to mess around and win this division because they still could... I am absolutely all in on Kevin O'Connell being the coach of the year. I think I'm going to go out. You started 0-3. That's your fault. I, I know you cleaned up the mess, but, like, my coach of the year doesn't start 0-3. And I think last week was more a story about Josh Dobbs and his personality and his ability and his athleticism more than it was about O'Connell. I love O'Connell. You know what my alternative is? D'Amico. Talk about mm. it. D'Amico Ryans has the Texans mattering. He has them at 500. Remember, they, they were absolutely abominable last year. They gave away the number one overall pick with a crazy play at the end of the season. They're, they're, they got some spice to them. They're a little sexy. The quarterback looks great. He took this quarterback who everyone said Bryce is the guy, and he looks like a, a pro bowler. Um, I think it's D'Amico. He's got a lot of work to finish. You're not, you're not going to win coach of the year if you're not in the playoffs. you got to get in if you're going to win it. But I like what he's done. He's it, changed Houston entirely. He's also got a history with that award where first-year coaches do tend to win it when they 
turn teams around. McVay, Nagy, yeah, Stefanski, sure. D'Amico, first year Dayball. coach. Dayball last year. That's a great call. It would make a lot of sense. Uh, in a similar vein of, of D'Amico, of a team that maybe we didn't see contending that's doing what they're doing. Yeah. I'm looking at these records right now, and I look, I look at that team in Cleveland, and they're a playoff team right Stefanski. now. Stefanski. Stefanski might That's have cool. to run this back two years later, but is that a coaching thing? I don't know. Their, their quarterback play has been hit or miss. Their defense has been so good. It's almost like Jim Schwartz is the coach of the year mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's Stefanski also. So wide open year. Harbaugh's going to get votes. Sirianni's going to get votes. <laughs> To your point, Kevin O'Connell, we shall see how it Doug all goes Peterson down. Does Peterson get votes? Talk about it. Talk Doug about the Peterson. Jaguars. Doug they started Peterson off get votes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That, he that's... gets crazy again because they were in the playoffs last year. So he's right. doing a fine job. Right. Right. But we like you take this tenement and turn it like you flip it, like a house flipper <laughs> on TV. Like yeah. they were already good, but Peterson's the man. Peterson, yeah. they started off slow too. Yeah. Um, Peter, can I give you one? Uh, in or out, uh, federal funding is wasted on NASA, and we should not put anyone into NASA anymore. Way out. <laughs> Way don't out. Ask, it brings us our best quarterbacks. That's why I asked. That's it. Okay. If we can get quarterbacks, a lot of people say it's just a bunch of rocks out there. I'm not so into the space. I'm into the quarterbacks. Okay, you know, like it's fine. Pluto's a planet. I don't know, but I know Josh Dobbs (laughs) could play quarterback. And if NASA's bringing us that, that's fine. All right. Uh, all right, moving on. I'm going to need your help here, Erdolf. Texas running back, please help me with his name. Dare Ogunbowale. Dare Ogunbowale. It's because of the sister, the best Filled in for the injured. I might need your help again here. <laughs> Kaimi Fairburn. Kaimi Fairburn, when he was hurt yesterday and hit a field goal against the Buccaneers. Not only did he do the kickoffs, but he nailed this 29-yard field goal, having never attempted a kick in an NFL game, and did it midway through the fourth quarter. If you leave Frank Ross, the special teams coach here in this clip, I hope we have. <laughs> Come on. Ross, there he is. That's confidence in your guy. I've seen it coming. (laughs) So we've seen this before. This is your old draft uh, colleague here. This is Ndamukong Sue. He kicked one at one point for the Lions. This was no good. He tried. Uh, Of course, this was an extra point. Ndamukong came out and missed it when they needed him. And then Doug Flutie does the famous drop kick. I think we got that footage, too. I asked for this one. This is at the end of the season. They let Flutie come in and kick a drop kick for a field goal or an extra point. Um, that was the first drop kick point after uh, attempt since 1941. All right. I miss Flutie. It looks like everyone can do it, right? Let's go on the field. Get out there. Here's a statement. Uh-huh. Viewers at home, I want you to weigh in, too. If you were given five attempts, could you make a 29-yard field goal? Gerald McCoy, are we in or are we out? Oh, I'm beyond out. I'm locked out. You know you I can't find the key. I don't have my phone, so I can't call a locksmith. Nothing. Mm. Hey, listen. I'm saying this because I've attempted this. <laughs> Talk about it. That's the story. We were at the Pro Bowl uh-huh. in front of a lot of kids, and they was like, who wants to kick a field goal? And I'm like, Frank, I'm a showstopper. The lights come on, and I turn up. Showtime. Oh-wee. It didn't even get in the air. <laughs> it hit the lineman? It didn't even get in the air. Everybody had to clear out. I said, everybody move. I don't know how this is going to go. Not only did it not get in the air, it didn't go straight not in the air. It mm-hmm. went to the left and rolled. And I said, you know what? I'll never do that again. Did you so have new, I am out, out. Did you have new respect for the kickers of the world after attempting that kick at the Pro Bowl? Oh, hey, that's oh. Oh, that's what they do. So okay. you know. mm-hmm. they might have respect for you yeah. for like what you have to do though too. Like we should make yeah. them go like get after a guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, I respect them for what they do, but yeah. I wouldn't say newfound respect. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got my a couple like, of yeah. my level of respect. Yeah. Great. All right. uh, without a doubt, I mean, you can I, make it. Yeah. I've been instructed to say that I can do this. If I don't know if you guys know this, I happen to live with one of the most prolific kickers in this Minnesota State high school football history. Oh, okay. Um, 
I asked him this last night on the couch. I was like, Your can husband? I do this? My husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's some other person. Well, some Minnesota person, State some High School. <laughs> Come on. That's a funny way to say it's my husband. My roommate. My partner. Father of my children. Yeah. Yes. Minnesota State High School history is the ironic part. Anyways, he said, you absolutely should just say you can do this without a doubt. You could do it on the first try. You can definitely do this. I have blind faith in the fact that this person would know that I can actually accomplish this. So, sure. Let's have you ever tried, Janet? Yeah. I can kick. I can kick. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a segment. I know. <laughs> well, you, haven't you done that before? Yeah. Well, listen, I I, I grew up res- respecting a lot of kickers. You know, Kevin Butler was the kicker for the Bears. Bears, sure. So all those guys, I say with all due respect to you, I think I could do it. I do. Now, we need a little context. Can I practice for a while, Peter? Like, is it in a Five game? Attempts. It is in a game. Yeah. There's defense. Yeah. Five attempts. But I got guys blocking. Yeah, 29 yards. I think I could do it. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand the speed of that operation. So okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say none of you guys can do it. Okay. Why? Why, why is this it happens so? It happens faster than it looks on TV. Mm-hmm. Even when we're like and drilling it, drilling it in practice, and we're like going at a, a slower speed, it's still fast. Mm-hmm. So now you might have the best shot because I will say this: in my time of playing football, I've seen a lot of girlfriends, now wives, mm-hmm. kick. Mm-hmm. Field goals mm-hmm. because their boyfriend or significant others were kickers. Mm. Interesting. I've seen them oh. make them more than once. Okay. So, like I you probably have the best shot. While you were saying that, so. I was like, you know what? Nick Fox, she might, she she might have something. Like, what I mean? It's just like now I'm going to say. I'm going to say this all happened at halftime with no rush. Uh-huh. Okay. Not in the game. Yeah. But I'm not counting you completely out. I appreciate but that. But I'm just saying, in the game, lights on. It happens a lot faster than you think, especially when Miles Garrett. Can flat and jump over the yeah, line. And, you know, I would also so like to there say, we go. in right. the spirit of our show having a seven-year history, Kyle did attempt a field goal. And the, the story that I remember is how hard it was to get a permit to kick yeah. a field goal. I think you jumped over a fence and did it with, a, did it with a, a high school field. gorilla, like vice-like yeah. camera crew. And then Just Justin to- Tucker came on. He's like, "You have a long running start there. You only get like one step." And I'm like, <laughs> yes. You're right, dude. You're right. <laughs> to, to, to Gerald's point, you don't get this running start. There's there's people coming for it. There's mm. pressure. Uh, but I, listen, I still, I still think I can do it. I think I can kick a 29-yarder. I do. I love the confidence. I love it. As <laughs> long as Miles Garrett's so not in the game. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Cowboys fell to an ecstatic Eagles team, and uh, to now they're five and three. And that was on Sunday. It, it was another close NFC East rivalry game, and Dallas came up short. Here's what Cowboys executive VP Stephen Jones had to say about his team yesterday. Uh, we just have to uh, continue to execute. Have to continue to get better as a team. I think the body language on our team is good. Uh, I think we're a confident group, and. Uh, we just got to go uh, continue to improve and, uh, you know, hopefully peak at the right time, uh, you know, which is uh, as we move forward, continue to get better and uh, win, win a game like that that uh, we didn't get done last night. Yeah. All right, so here's what's on the schedule now for Dallas over the coming five weeks. On Sunday, it's the Giants, then the Panthers, Commanders, and Seahawks. Uh, and then they got to play the Eagles again. That Seahawks game is sneaky because the yeah. Seahawks are coming in the NFC West as well. Uh, so between now and the next time the Cowboys face Philly, is there anything that the Cowboys can do to change your impression of them? And the pre- impression that we feel like we have at the table is like they play great teams, not that tough, and they play everyone else pretty tough. Yeah, and I, and Jamie, I agree with that. I think I would add one more for it. They they can't close out games mm. that are big. So they get in these big games and they're going toe for toe with a with a gladiator team like the Niners or the or in la- last week's case the Eagles. And then you're on the six yard line, first and goal, and you end up on like the thirty and you lose. And that's just what happens in the playoffs the last two years. And they're look, they got four home games in five weeks. They're playing teams that I think they can beat. Seahawks just got obliterated by the Ravens on the road. They should be in good shape right now, especially with how good they've been playing at home. But I don't know if it changes. And they could win by 30 the next four weeks and then go up against the Eagles. And unless you beat the Eagles when you play them in four weeks from now. Can I see that schedule again? That was an interesting graphic because yeah. I want to go through it and just see like how the Cowboys could get fat here as far as record goes. Look what they got. Their record right now, of course, they're 5-3. and three. Let's say they beat the Giants 6-3. and three. Panthers seven and three, Commanders eight and three, Seahawks nine and three. You're nine and three, okay? Nine and three, Cowboys. We're hyping you up. You're number one in the power rankings. The whole thing. Can you beat the Eagles? I don't know if anything changes between now and then. I don't care how you beat these teams, and if 
C.D. Lamb leads the league in receiving, and Dak Prescott is now suddenly the touchdown. Can I leader. do one better? I, I don't care if they beat the Eagles. Even if they beat the Eagles. That's great. It's just like we, we have to do something at the end when it matters. They've got too many invitations to the prom with, without ever getting on the dance floor. It's okay. like, it's just, it, it's, Gerald, I don't know if people think this is unfair, that you're saying they're going to win all these games in a row and no credit. Of course, credit. Just not like the Powerball ticket. It's like we want playoff wins from this era of Cowboys football. That's all I, it's really interested in. They're, they're good enough. I know they can win those games. They're yeah. very good. So is that, an unexpe- is that like an unattainable expectation then, that no matter what they do, we're not going to – because to me it's like, I, yes, go slam these teams. Beat the teams game. But then when the Eagles come to town, slam them too. Yeah. Like go beat them too because they're in these games and then they get to the Niners game and they get blown out on national TV and they're, and they're up against the Eagles early and then they lose and they can't put it away. It's a frustrating deal if you're a Cowboys fan. It's like, we're good, we're just not good enough and that's been years now. Going back to Tony Romo and then years since then. Um, I don't know if there's anything I do. I feel bad as a uh, as an objective analyst here that I like to consider myself that like even if you beat the Seahawks by 20, I don't think it changes my meter on, mm-hmm. oh, the Cowboys are going to run through mm-hmm. the NFC in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it changes anything. I think um, for them, perhaps, confidence, because okay. let's go to the flip side, they have to meet the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. The Cowboys have, what is was it, the Giants, Commanders, Seahawks. Panthers, and the Seahawks. Yeah. On the flip side, the Eagles coming out of the bye have the Chiefs, mm. the Bills, and the 49ers. Oh. So the toughest part of the Eagles schedule is coming up. The Cowboys are going through a, I don't like to call anybody in the NFL weak, but the weaker point of their schedule. Totally. Going into this game, the team can build confidence. Now, okay, we're building confidence because we're winning. If Philly loses two of these games, now we meet up and then we beat Philly, now they are at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. You go in, you can get a home playoff game. And then you got hope there. So I don't think for the analyst side anything changes. The fans, all they got to do is beat the Giants next week and they're going to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) You know, that's just how it goes. I live in Dallas. I know how this goes. Win next week, we're going to win the Super Bowl. That's so great. But I'm talking about internally from a player's standpoint, you get on a win streak and the Philly on the flip side is losing and we meet and we beat them at home, it's a confidence booster. Mm -hmm. But like you said... It doesn't matter if you get in the playoffs and nothing happens. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how much they can do over the next few weeks for from an analyst standpoint, but internally, yeah. they win, Philly loses. That's a, did, yeah, I mean, the sky, the morale skyrockets. Did I overlook Washington in that? I know that would seem a little dismissive. Washington just won this week. They beat the Patriots. They're hovering around the playoffs at the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day game. Mm-hmm. You said they might have a guy in Sam I Howell. Like, I like Sam Howell. Like They got him twice more than Dallas does, Washington. Yeah, like, does Washington, am I overlooking Washington? That's maybe my question. I kind of wrote him off there, and I, I take it back. I think they're a tough team, and Ron always has those guys ready to play. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. It's a division uh, game, so you never right. want to overlook the division game. But, Jared, if you, you live in the area, you feel the vibe. Then it always just comes back to this for me every year. Is this Cowboys team different than any other Cowboys team in the Dak era? And, and I just don't think it is. Not, I think they're, and that's a compliment in some ways because they're really good. Dak's teams are almost mm-hmm. always really good. See, if they even if they beat they beat Philadelphia in the regular season, like that'll that'll be like a Super Bowl win. Like the, the Jerry will have the sound bite, and, and Mike McCarthy will have some swagger, and we'll all ooh and ah, and then they'll lose to the Eagles in the playoffs. And I'm not hoping for it. I'm not even predicting it yet. I just this is how it usually works. And this that whole organization 
as much as any other, is about, we are about Super Bowls and banners and Troy Aikman and all that. It's like, it was a quarter century ago. You're not. Like, you got to fix the little things, though. They got to be better in the red zone. You got to learn to finish games. I mean, I know people are tired of me saying it, but it's reality. It's not a bash session if you're telling the truth. The games they're losing in the playoffs, Dak is not playing well. He has to play better. He can't turn the ball over in the playoffs when it matters. Mm -hmm. Dak is a really good quarterback. Let me say that. Dak is a really good quarterback. But what's happening is when he's getting in the playoffs against these elite top teams, he's struggling. And that's a reality. That's not I'm not I'm not just like making it up. Go look at the numbers. Go watch the game. And that's that's really what's happening. Who is that an indictment on more? Dak's own development or Mike McCarthy having him ready on a week to week basis? Well, Dak wasn't just doing this with Mike McCarthy. Sure. So it's it's a Dak thing, you know, and I and I. Dak exudes confidence. He's been through a lot off the field. Mm -hmm. So to keep playing at this level and to keep coming back year after year and not falter regardless of what people say or what may happen, it goes to show the type of man and person he is. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he has to play better in those games to get over their hump. Two playoff wins. Give me two playoff wins. Mm-hmm. They don't never win in the playoffs. They, they retired Tom Brady a couple mm-hmm. years ago. They beat the Bucs in the playoffs. It was great. And then the divisional round, I need two playoff wins. That's That should be the standard. I'm not even saying, you got to win the Super Bowl, you're nothing. Two playoff wins. And I hate being so negative. It's just, not, I don't know the positive take. I'm telling you, you're really, really good. You just never seem to be great. And I'd like it to be different, but it usually isn't. You're actually setting a very clear boundary and standard for like, here is what <laughs> I need. It is. Here is what I need to see and the difference that I need to see from you, the other person in this relationship, in order for my opinion of yes. your behavior to change, which is... Two playoff wins. Two playoff wins. I need playoff. you to respect me. Can I two just playoff wins. throw something out there? Come on. Dallas Cowboys in a Super Bowl being held in Vegas. Uh, what that scene would be like. Is there oh even a chance? Do we feel, I mean, is that not the wildest thought? It could happen, guys. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.